0: Hey, welcome to a special episode of the Rust Belt Rivals. I am Pittsburgh Steeler fan Nick Angelo, joined via phone in his quarantined house, Cleveland Brown fan Simon Siegel. Simon, how are you doing, man?
1: You know, just uh, living a socially distant life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of already do that. I mean, besides hanging out with you and talking football, I don't really do much else. So this isn't that much of a change for me, but what a crazy... What a, what a crazy world we're living in right now, huh?
1: Yeah, these, these are wild times. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say that the one thing that's certainly gotten me through this last week has been NFL free agency.
0: Yes, thank and, God.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see when the season kicks off this year. But uh, I got to say... Uh, one one more offseason of the of the Browns winning the offseason I think because i'm uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, everything we're doing
0: Well, I mean I think it's safe to assume that the season's not gonna happen because the Browns are doing so well. <laughs>
1: I know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, well, either so either the season won't happen because the Browns have made great picks, or all of these uh, moves that the Browns have made will flame out, and it'll be a terrible season, and it will go on as normal. Those are the two thing, ways I look at it.
0: Well, I mean, I kind of hope this for the latter for many reasons, but you know, uh, <laughs> but let's go over it. Who did, so who did you guys? do? You guys did some wheeling and dealing.
1: So yeah, I mean, Jack Conklin uh, solidify right tackle situation. Uh, I did not see that that coming. Uh, I love the deal. It's three years, forty two million, um, thirty million fully guaranteed, but it's over the first two years. It's a twenty it's twenty million this this year. Um, they're really front-loading these contracts uh, so we can make sure that we can pay Garrett and Mayfield and Ward uh, down the line. Um, so I really like – I think they're really managing the cap well, and that's probably Paul De Podesta. I think he has been been very sm- – we've been very smart about the salary cap recently. Um, John Dorsey spent a, spent a lot uh, and got a little ret- – had very little return. So I really like what they're doing. Uh, but then you've got Austin Hooper um, – we, uh, we get another tight end. Uh, Stefanski loves the two tight end system. That's what they ran a lot in Minnesota. So I think that you're going to see uh, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Odell Beckham out on the field. I think that's going to be the offense they run with. And obviously, you know, Chubb and Hunt uh, mixed in as well. So I'm really excited with what they've done on offense. Um, Case Keenum, very capable backup, was. Uh, uh, Stefanski was his was his quarterbacks coach uh, in Minnesota for a couple seasons there as well. Um, but on the defense side, what's really interesting is they're making these very short one-year deals. Um, really, flyers. They're taking uh, flyers and guys who have some injury history, some concern about staying healthy, uh, like Carl Joseph. Uh, you got, uh, uh, Andrew Sandejo, who I like, he's a little older, but again, one year, 2.2 2 million. I like what they're doing on the defense. I think they're going to really focus on the, the draft, but I love what the Browns are doing so far.
0: Yeah, I—I I mean, you know me. I always like to keep an eye on the rounds because they do seem to make some pretty big moves. Uh, is Njoku going to be around? Or is he? Lo- I mean, he—they they gave him the permission to kind of, you know, seek a trade, didn't they? Something like on the lines I, of that. I-
1: I, I haven't seen anything about them him uh, being allowed to seek a trade. I really get the, the impression that they're going to use both of them in this offense next year. Um, again, they, there are so many two tight end sets that they ran in Minnesota. Now, granted, that was partially due to uh, Adam Thielen's injury, but... They really, they really emphasize having two tight ends on the field. So I think that you're going to see more of that. So I think I don't think there's any reason to, I mean, Njoku is young. Like, why why give him up for nothing? Yeah. You know, you hope maybe, you know, you, you hope this, uh, this offense really opens up. And Baker Mayfield does so much better throwing to tight ends. Um, I, you Njoku know, hasn't been reliable. Maybe this kind of, you know, lights fire under his ass. Yeah, um, but they, I think this makes the team stronger. I
0: mean, what's the trade value for a tight end who can't catch the ball?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Andrew can't stay healthy. That's the other concern as well. So uh, also true. We'll see, but for for now, I I, I see Injoku uh, staying. Um, but speaking of tight ends, uh, Eric Ebron, you got to be pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah, man i I've been saying for a long time that the Steelers have lacked a pass catching tight end since Heath Miller left, you know, Jesse James was okay, uh Vance McDonald was okay. I mean, they're all serviceable guys. You know, Xavier Grimble, I mean, he's another guy who can't stay healthy, but we've never had that threat. We you know, Ben loves the tight end. You know, we love a big a big target who sits in the middle of the field, finds that pocket, and we haven't had that since Heath Miller. And Eric Ebron, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that I feel like with he It's like his. I can't tell if his expectations are too high and he doesn't meet them or he is just, you know, an average pretty good tight end. And I kind of think that if he gets into a system that is spreading the ball out like Ben likes to do, he's going to shine. I think he's actually I think that's a great pickup. I think a change of scenery for him is going to be a good, a great thing for him. Uh, you know, Eric Ebron's one of those guys that everybody thinks is no good because they had him in fantasy, but you know that's one of those things that we got to look at it. Just because he's not putting up fantasy numbers doesn't mean he's not good. And I think he's a, I think he's a really good tight end that probably is, could be the best tight end we've had in, uh, geez, ten years since Heath Miller was in his prime. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we went, we got other big guys too. You know, at, at one point we we lost. Jason Hargrave, who was probably the most underrated nose tackle in the game. And, you know, when you run a 3-4 defense, you have to have a productive nose tackle that you don't know about, you know, a guy who demands double team so your linebackers can get to where they're going. And Hargrave was great, and he signed with the Eagles. Best of luck to him. But then we traded for Baltimore's um, defensive lineman, uh, Wormley, who if anyone knows about a guy in Baltimore, it's Pittsburgh. And they seem to be excited about him. He became expendable because they ended up traded for uh, uh, Campbell out of Jacksonville. So he became expendable and they traded him for pretty much nothing, which is very rare that the Ravens and Steelers even pulled a trade together. But I like that kid. He's he's a young guy that could fit into the into the uh, scheme nicely. And, he you know, he's not going to be asked to come in and be the starter. Uh, and then we got Derek Watt, who's just going to be, you know, that's just fun because his brother's on the team and, you know, he's a good fullback, which I I wasn't. I mean, I, we released Roosevelt Knicks, who I thought was the league's best blocking fullback. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe he injury issues. I'm not quite sure what happened with him. But Derek Watts fun. You know, he's a he's a hardworking guy. And I think playing along with his brothers, just a kind of a fun thing to have, you know, the media can go circus around it and like those subway ads are hilarious, but you know, kind of tailing off here. And uh Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, do you just endorse
1: the subway I ads? I just I just endorse
0: Those are those are pretty good. I'm I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh,
1: gross. Gross. I I mean, you've got some bad opinions. That that's that's up there on in some of your worst takes.
0: I'm not saying the food's good, the ads are good with the Walk no, Brothers? No, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, yes, they're not. yes, yes they are. Uh and then Uh, Yeah, and then we uh, signed uh, Stefan Winooski, hometown hometown kid, Penn Stater. He won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs last year. He's a solid uh, guard who came in to replace Ramon Foster. So the two big losses we had due to a retirement of Ramon Foster and Hargrave signing with the Eagles, we replaced pretty well, and then we also added a a pretty decent tight end, so I'm kind of excited about the Steelers' moves in free agency, which I can't always say. The Steelers are very, very boring during free agency, but you know when you don't have a first round draft pick, you kind of have to go make your make your uh, you know, make your deals. But so I'm I'm excited for what they did. Um, free agency was has been, I don't know, nutty this year. Is it nutty or, I mean, a lot I mean, of just it's
1: I mean, it's pretty nutty. It's pretty nutty. I mean, I think we got we got to talk about the the big news. Uh, you know.
0: TB to TB
1: taking this taking his talents to Tampa Bay
0: yeah how do you feel okay so stat boy Charlie is a Bucks fan he loves it and he should but I'm just gonna put it you know without going into it if the Buccaneers don't steal a quarterback in the draft and this is a terrible move if you ask me what's I your, so- what's your take
1: I don't think it's a terrible move. I mean, yeah, you're throwing a lot of money. You're gonna sell you're gonna you're sell a lot of tickets and merchandise. It's a great PR move. But I mean, you can make the argument that Tom Brady had zero cast around him in New England at the at the end of it in terms of offensively. He goes to Tampa Bay. He gets Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. He gets uh, some some tight end talent as well if they can catch the ball. Uh, all of a sudden, you you have a team that also you know I know somebody uh, some people out there are calling it the LeBron effect, but you've got players who are calling up Tampa Bay saying, "Hey, I want to come and play with Tom." Like there's there's going to you can easily build a team that is competitive. I think in that division, even though you've got Atlanta, but Carolina's obviously in the middle of, her, uh, of a rebuild. Um, I think that that's I I don't know I like it. I don't think. I don't think it is terrible. I don't think that they need to draft a quarterback. I think that they will, but... Well, uh, I mean, how many
0: more years left does Tom have? I mean, I can't imagine... I don't think he's... He is in the decline. Now, granted, his decline is probably better than some of the worst quarterbacks in the league, but he's not... I mean, is it the fact he didn't have a uh, supporting cast around him? Or is it the fact he's 43 years old and... You know he's he's in the decline, and don't sure, let's not let's sure, not discount say? that Bill Belichick and that system was. You know they planned around his skill set. Are they going to do? Is Bruce Arians going to do that? And is Byron Leftwich going to do that in Tampa? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you got one shot at this. Look, if they but win Nick, the Super Bowl this you're, year, you're, they win.
1: You're saying Nick, but you're. Yeah, you're you're saying like, oh, how many years? How many years? I don't know. Two. It's a two-year contract. I think that's probably the realistic. I think you get one, maybe two shots at it, and that's it. If I see them trying to go all in this year and trying trying to get it, um, I think that there's enough cast there. Like, listen, I would love, I would love to see a Buccaneers Patriot Super Bowl now. Because now I am I'm, I'm here for it. Like, give me the popcorn. I want a front row seat. I would love to see that in so Tampa gonna in Tampa
0: Bay. That yeah, I mean that that is kind of fun. Well, who's, okay, let, who's going to be playing quarterback for New England if that happens?
1: I mean, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I thought I thought Teddy Bridgewater was an interesting uh, option for them to, to go out and target before he signed with Carolina. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. There's, it's, it's too early. You know Belichick's going to be deliberate about this. I see them going out and getting an established guy as well as drafting someone this year probably. Well,
0: do you think um, – I haven't heard anything. This is complete just my brain – but you know, now that the Colts sign Philip Rivers, does do they go after Jacoby Brissett? I mean, he's a Belichick yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. But then again, and you never know with Belichick. But Belichick trades a guy because he you know <laughs> for because he knows something about them. Uh, it's rare that he brings them back. I mean, he does bring players back, but you you wonder if that's where he wants to hitch his wagon to. And also, like if. If you're Belichick, is Jacoby Brissett going to are you gonna be able to build something quickly enough to, to rebuild? Because obviously, I mean, this is a dick measuring competition, right? This is Brady and Bill uh, whipping them out and seeing who can do it better uh, by themselves. So I got to imagine that Belichick's going to try and accelerate this as fast as possible to be competitive. Um, but honestly, yeah, I, I, I don't know who that could be. Andy Dalton? Does he go get the red the, the red rifle from the Bengals and, and bring him up to New England?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's sitting around with not a job, right?
1: I mean, assuming the Bengals don't bungle the draft.
0: Oh, boy, I hope so. Uh, Well, it, the other quarterback in this scenario that we've talked about is where's Jameis Winston go? I mean, well, his his demand for all that money is now laughable. And now he's got to go and probably go sign somewhere as a backup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I, I see Belichick taking taking those thirty interceptions up to uh <laughs> to Foxborough, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good question. I think that I think that yeah, he's relegated to backup, or you know, one of these situations where it, maybe he comes into fight, I can't even think of a spot where you've got a like a a quarterback who they're tra- they're trying to push right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard rumors that he might end up in Pittsburgh as. Ben's backup, and I wouldn't hate that. Uh, I just don't want to pay him the money. I don't want to pay him. I,
1: would, I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate that either. I'd love to see Denzel Ward picking Janus off.
0: Because
1: <laughs> there's there's no way. I mean, you you saw that video message from Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, but Jesus he's been, Christ! Is he, he he's even quarantining in, in in Middle Amish country? I thought Brett. Turning, I thought he, Brett he Kiesel, and eating all of the butter.
0: I thought Brett Keisel was pulling a gag on us. I was like, what's Brett doing there with Ben's wife? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know where he goes. I just I mean, I don't think he's gonna get the money. I think he needs to go reestablish himself. I mean, he's got talent, he's young, he can he can bounce back. He's a guy that like I mentioned with Ebron, like you know, a change of scenery is sometimes good for people. You know, especially when you're a young guy and you're you know, you're you're turnover prone, you know, go in a new system, start fresh. Don't be the guy. I mean, all the pressure on the, of the entire franchise was on him. Now he can go kind of lighten up a little bit, you know, go somewhere, learn from a vet, just kind of have fun the way he does, hopefully without getting accused of sexual assault and, you know, and maybe resurrect his career or we never you mean, hear him you without committing sexual assault. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I, allegedly. I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't there. But uh, but what I mean, what else is going on in the league? Who else is going everywhere? I mean, Melvin Gordon went to Denver, which is kind of odd. He stayed in the same division. Uh, though...
1: Maybe he wants to play the Chargers twice a year. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, can, can we talk about uh, – listen, the Browns make some questionable moves. We've made some terrible uh, free agent signings. We've made some bad trades. But holy shit, Bill O'Brien, what the – Fuck. I mean,
0: I guess I guess being the uh, league's worst coach wasn't enough for him and now he has to be the worst GM. What is he doing? I you like just just think he could
1: have had DeAndre Hopkins and Todd Gurley for next to nothing. Like you already had Hopkins and then Gurley gets cut a few days later, but that is man, I I can't imagine how livid the Houston locker room is right now after that trade.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get that at all. I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, I know Deandre Hopkins was very vocal uh, a couple seasons ago when the owner made that bonehead remark, which I think, I don't know. I mean, I think he's just a dumb idiot that didn't use the right analogy, but you know, whatever. He was very vocal about it and he's, I don't think he was happy in Houston, and I don't know if we necessarily know the full story, but it sure doesn't reflect well on Bill O'Brien. I mean, he looks like an idiot.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this is this is getting universally panned, uh, and I, man, I think that it is a rough road ahead for Houston. I, I can't. I got to imagine that he, that is the hottest seat in the NFL right now because if, if you don't, if you don't produce this season, like if you don't have anything to show for it, right? Like Bill O'Brien's got to be out of there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he would he, this, that division is so bad that he has to keep his job. They keep unfortunately winning the division
1: every year. Well, no, not anymore. Kansas city now wins that division. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well,
0: yeah. Tennessee, um, Tennessee, no, Tennessee should,
1: Tennessee if, should,
0: if, if Tannehill stays the way he can, yeah, Tennessee should run away with it. And by the way, uh, I saw something interesting. Someone noticed that Javion Clowney is uh, all of a sudden friending all the Tennessee Titans on Twitter, which is kind of funny. So uh, maybe he's going there, which could be scary if he if he ends up there. Uh, I mean, he's got to be the biggest name that's still unsigned, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's certainly up there. Uh, yeah, let's let's yeah let's talk. About who's out there that that uh, that still hasn't uh, hasn't gotten? Uh, signed yet?
0: Well, the well the colonel just signed with New Orleans, so I, I was kind of hoping he'd make a, a Pittsburgh return. But you know, Emmanuel Sanders is in New Orleans, which I think is a fantastic signing for everyone involved in that. Uh, you know, him playing opposite of um, Michael Thomas with Drew Brees. I mean, I, I mean, Brees has got to be starting to hit a little the e in his tank. But I think that's a great signing. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans is good. Uh, but Robbie Anderson's still out there. I don't know. I mean, he was productive on a really, really bad offense for a couple seasons. So he signed somewhere. He could be, you know, he, he could be, I, once again, wouldn't mind seeing him wearing black and gold next year. You know, he would be a great compliment to Juju, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, yeah. he's about the only one out there. Uh,
1: uh yeah, Von, Von Bell is sitting out there right now. Uh, I would not be against bringing him to Cleveland, but we've already made a couple of moves uh, at safety, and I expect us to address that in the draft as well. Um, Everson Griffin uh, is is still sitting out there. I think that, you know, if they got a – he's looking for a little bit more money than I'd want to pay him, but uh, he's still a talent, and I'd love more depth on the defensive line right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all? But, okay, so who do you think – who do you think won? Well, first off, I I, I would feel remiss if we, me and you did not mention the fact that Joe Flacco is currently unemployed in the NFL, and I can't uh, help but laugh at that. I,
1: I, I think this is the beginning of the end, and I, I really love it. I really hope
0: so. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, actually, unfortunately, I think it's now going to be health issues, and he's probably he probably doesn't know where he is right that's now. That's true. So I don't want to laugh at that situation, but, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, so see you later, Joe. And then, uh, uh, so who do you, who's the big winner? I, cause I, I unfortunately have my answer and I'm almost ashamed to say it, but I'll let you go first. Who's the big winner individually or team wise from this free agency?
1: Oh man. You know, uh, I am going to say. I'm going to say the big winner right now, I mean, I want to say Cleveland, because I, I like everything that we've done, um, but I've also seen this story before. So I'm, I, I will not go with the homer pick, even though I, I do think that we've had a, a pretty successful start to, to free agency here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, ah. I, I, I kind of like what they've done. I, I don't think that, obviously, it doesn't fix, you know, Adam Stephon Diggs doesn't help with Josh Allen's accuracy, um, but – they got a lot of strong pieces on that team. I think adding Josh Norman, um, you know, Sean McDermott knows him from his, his time in Carolina. Um, I think the Bills may have gotten better in a division that suddenly is wide open with Brady leaving the Patriots. I, I think I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Buffalo.
0: I mean, now they have Brown and Diggs, and like you said, Norman. That's uh, and that defense was already really good, and Josh Allen is just getting better and better and better. Like he he's one of those guys that. I was calling before he got drafted. I was saying he's going to be the biggest bust of all time. It looked like I might have been right. And now, next thing I know, he's looking like he could be a Pro Bowl kind of of guy. So, yeah, I agree with you. But I'm also going to say, you know, Simon, there's something that I consistently do in sports. And I'm always a year too early with my predictions. Every Every time I say, you know who I think is going to be really good, they suck. And then a year later, they're really good. And I think the big winner this year is Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons offense has 10 first round draft picks on that team. That, I mean, Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback. Julio Jones is still an elite wide receiver. Hayden Hurst is a tremendous tight end who just happened to be caught up playing behind another really good tight end in Baltimore. You know, and then Todd Gurley, if his knee is healthy, which. I don't know arthritic knees when you're in the NFL probably isn't a good sign, but if he stays healthy, I mean, look out the Falcons offense should do what I thought they were going to do last year, but I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start anointing them anything yet or making them my prediction because I burnt, I got burned by them last year, but I like, I like what they did. I liked the fact that they went out and got Hayden Hurst. I liked that. They, they got girly for nothing, and, you know, they, they, uh, released Freeman who another guy wouldn't mind seeing in black and gold, but you said he is injury prone as well. But I, yeah, man, I think they lost, they lost Hooper and Freeman, but they got Gurley and Hearst. I think they, they got better.
1: I, I think that the, I think Atlanta has gotten better. I will agree with you. I like those moves, uh, but but i don't know that i, I wouldn't call them winners I, I i think it's i think it's a successful off uh start but uh, i don't i don't think that's that's impressive enough to me to, to, to get my attention but I, I understand where you're coming from uh, but listen if it's anything though like your uh, lamar jackson take though uh it looks like atlanta will have another terrible season yeah um so <laughs> i don't think we're gonna get many falcons fans subscribing to this podcast
0: yeah um, yeah, yeah i mean but, i knew you were going to bring that up as you should have but I don't know. I mean, let's let's look at the landscape of the NFL right now. Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. Eli Manning's retired. Philip Rivers is in is in Indianapolis. Ben Roethlisberger still in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I kind of like that. I mean, Grizzly Adams in Pittsburgh after a year of uh, re, re, you know a, a year off. He's only got a, about a, a year or two left in him. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I'm feeling I good. Know. I'm it, feeling good. It, it,
1: It looks like he's been quarantined and then all you can eat buffet, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should be so lucky.
1: Um, all right, well, I think that's uh, that's all the time we've got for this week. I mean, obviously, more, more to come in free agency. We will probably be back uh, with the, uh, another episode, uh, at least around draft time, assuming that all moves forward as planned. Uh, but everyone, stay safe out there. This has been another episode of the Rust Belt Rivals, uh, brought to you by the Overtime Sports Network. Uh, go Browns!
0: Go Steelers! Be safe, everybody. Thanks for listening.
1: Be safe.